Hey everyone and welcome to episode 18 of the Convergence podcast. I'm your host Siddhartha Valuri and this week I had the pleasure of talking to senior concept artist and art lead Priyanka Chawla. We spoke about her experiences leading teams at various studios and how travel has become such an integral part of her routine to stay fresh and to not get burnt out. She also shared some great insights about about how one can rise through the ranks inside a studio and how important it is to make sure that one is developing their communication and interpersonal skills along with the art that they do there are some great insights to take away from this episode so i hope you all enjoy the episode and let's go once again thanks a lot for coming on the podcast um you were one of in fact the one of the first people i had contacted from fzd back in the day when i was you know looking for a job and trying to figure out how the industry works essentially and you were really helpful at that time <laughs> and that's something that i appreciate quite a bit so i just wanted to kind of bring you on and talk about your journey now and see how things have been going on in your life for the past couple yeah, of years yeah uh, no thanks like thanks a lot for having me here honestly um it's it's great because at least like this you know we can actually talk to mm-hmm. each other I don't think we've really talked to each other. I just like text you once in a while, like, "Hey, I have some blender stuff going on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, thanks to you as well. You're like um, really helpful in that way. So, and I guess I always believe like our community is like so well knit and like really close. Mm-hmm. So it's good if artists help each other. You know, it just it's nice. <laughs> That's one thing I've noticed about the concept art community as a whole. You can literally reach out to anybody and. for the most part they always help you out unless they are just too busy so that's something yeah happens. yeah no even with me like wherever i've worked i've always you know like shared the other people's portfolios like if they get in touch with me and if i really feel that yeah they might be the right person for the studio i will show like their work to my art director and be like hey what do you think i mean obviously if the art director's call in the end but yeah. like you know it's always a good thing to help each other yeah no just Yeah, especially at the starting just getting that entry into the industry can be a very huge thing and after that things exactly. just kind of work themselves out yeah 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 that's right so in in terms of your journey as an artist how has it been like did you study art before getting into fzd or what was it wow about? uh yeah like honestly I don't know where this art thing came from in me because literally like I have a huge family by the way like my my dad has like six brothers and they have their kids so we're like a huge family and no one not a single person has ever pursued art or does art like for a living or whatever so i really don't know i'm like the unique one in the family <laughs> but uh yeah like ever since i was a kid i always loved drawing uh i mean my mom she still you know like kept some of those drawings so that's really nice to see mm-hmm. and for some reason even then like i i used to draw people but it was more of like you know when i actually started drawing classes and when they asked me to draw human figures but before that i used to just like go to the garden i had like my small sketch pad and then i had a mat and then i used to go there and i just just used to you know like sit next to a plant and draw leaves so i had like a stack like huge stack of papers mm-hmm. just leaves like of different plants and stems and like whatever so i don't know 
funny. Sorry to cut you off, Priyanka. I think your mic's hitting against your shirt or something. So maybe. Okay, it's working. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Working. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I'll just hold it like this. Yeah, that's better. Great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was just that. Like I don't know. Uh, but I always had this passion for just drawing and nature in general. I've always loved nature. So that's why even right now, like if you see, I'm always doing environments. Like I'm not really, I don't like drawing characters or human stuff much, but like, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to know, like apart from drawing, which pretty much all children tend to have some sort of affinity towards it mm. in the beginning, were you interested in like cartoons or animation growing up or some movies that kind of inspired you? Yeah, like I definitely watched cartoons and I wasn't so much into games at first, but my brother and my cousins, they did a lot of gaming, like Prince of Persia and stuff like that. And I remember once, like my brother was playing and he was like, oh, uh, I unlocked this level and they're showing like this art. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. So maybe someone has got to, you know, like paint it. Like obviously maybe there's something, you know, but I wasn't again, like necessarily aware that there's this industry that exists. And what happened was, I also, you know, like a typical Indian or any Asian family for that matter, like, you know, where people just do uh, engineering or like doctors, like my family's full of engineers and doctors, by the way. So it's crazy. So yeah, like my, my dad, then at that time, he was like, well, if you want to do something creative, do architecture. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not really like, I don't feel it. <laughs> but then I did like a little bit more research and then I was like, maybe I could give shot at like product design or some sort of industrial design. So I went to like uh, Pune after a lot of convincing. I, I, I literally like fought with my parents for this. <laughs> and then after a lot of convincing, I went to like uh, Pune for product design course. It was in DSK. Uh, so I think one or two months in and I was like, shit, I'm not really enjoying this because in product design, they had this thing where they used to make prototypes out of styrofoam. I used to hate it, dude, like, and, and I used to see other people. I'm like, shit, they're so happy doing this. I'm not, I hate it. Like, I was like, shit, I'm not at all enjoying this. And at that point, like in the same campus, there was this other school for animation and there was one more for video game art. And then I made like some friends from there. And then when I saw their work, I was like, shit, this is more my thing. Like, I think I would really enjoy that. And then, but I had already taken up this course and I first like talked to the teachers in industrial design saying that, hey, I want to change my course. I think this would be my thing. And it was a very big deal because they were like, no, you can't do that. You know, you're like in here now, like, 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 what is the issue? I'm like, no, I'm really not, you know? So that was that whole discussion. And then one day I just like directly went to uh, the head of uh, the video game art school. So he was like this French guy who was very bold and who was very dynamic. He, he, he had a very dynamic personality. So I was like, kind of like, shit, should I do this? But then I was also, you know, um, I've always had this one thing where if I want something or if something's in my mind, I'll just do it. I don't care if it's like whatever the consequences. So I knew that my current school wasn't going to help me. So I just like straight up went to uh, Alexis, like his name is Alexis. Uh, so, so, so I went to his office, got his appointment. And then uh, I was like, look, I'm really passionate about this. Like right now, I really feel I can do this. And then I showed him my works and he was like, yeah, join us from tomorrow. And he's like, I'll handle everything else. And I'm like, okay, thank you. 
<laughs> so yeah so you know yeah like you know so obviously like my teachers from uh the industrial design they weren't really happy but then i was like please like really i really feel like this is the thing for me and then they understood you know so yeah but i think yeah that was when i started getting into video game art and then i learned more about there's just video game art there's concept art there is just you know like production pre production blah 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 and so i never completed my education there uh, i think after two or three years i left because i felt like it wasn't because like we weren't doing much of concept art as such but that's also the place where i made some really good friendships with like harshanand with uh, like rishikesh who's also another 3d artist harshanand is a concept artist he he does you know these most like uh, illustrations and stuff like he's he's really good as well so it's nice you know like to have made these connections and uh, yeah and then that's when i was like okay i think i can just practice more by myself get better do a portfolio and at that point i started watching things videos you know like that's always such and i was like shit like at that point i thought oh my god i need to get into the school but like how am i going to do this and then you know i i dropped the bomb at home that okay i've left the college like at first i was like oh i'm going to do architecture then no i want to do product design then i just leave that school i go here so so you know like how parents would be like what the hell is my daughter doing in terms of like personal experience at that point was there a lot of pressure to finally pick something because you were moving from one course to another and definitely there must have been some sort of resistance from your parents as well a lot but then i was sure that i wanted to do it like i'm telling you i've had like so many of these discussions with my parents but right now like i'm so happy like we're at this point where they're proud of me they're happy with me and i'm like yeah so it's 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 all good now nice so to be honest with you um i like at that point you know it was like 2014 or something mm-hmm. and well there were i mean like right now concept art is still you know like there's lo- like there's a lot of courses there's a lot of schools but back then there was nothing happening online as such you know mm-hmm. um i mean education wise at least like it wasn't as strong as it is now uh i and like i said like the only thing that i saw online was well fangs videos which were very inspiring for me so i was like oh this guy has his own school like obviously but the fees were like insane yeah <laughs> so i was like okay shit how am i going to manage that and everything so i i talked to my parents and then because also it's a private school so you know like you can't take like a student loan or something either mm-hmm. so we took like a private loan you know like i convinced my parents like well, like just just trust me on this you know and like so yeah we did that and did the course and then yeah like everything else just followed and yeah everything went well after that i guess <laughs> so yeah i, I want to talk a bit more about your journey within mcd as well when you started sure. school over there what did you feel in terms of your current skill sets the did the video game art school had it prepared you in any way or was the quality of wow your- not not really because mm-hmm. um i mean uh so what happened at dsk was i got introduced to digital art that was a good thing okay but the skills were nowhere near because we were still mostly doing you know like uh just uh, gesture drawing mostly or some thumbnails or whatever i had never like none of us had ever made like a full fledged you know uh environment thing or whatever like 
like the kind that you you need uh, for it to be in your portfolio. Like it wasn't that strong at all. Mm-hmm. And in F Zero, I was obviously overwhelmed because like when I saw my classmates, some of them had a lot of experience, and I was just like, oh my god, am I going to be able to survive this? And especially, you know, with all the rumors and everything, being like, it's so stressful, and so many people leave. And especially uh, when, like, during our batch, I also saw a lot of people leave. So it's like, oh my god! But then I guess by that time, I kind of just like got used to the whole routine. I set up like a really good routine for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but initially, definitely, I was very overwhelmed in a way. Um, just felt like, oh my god, where do I stand? Am I going to be get, you know, like, am I going to be able to get through this? Like. just so many questions in my mind but i think like when the course started it was just yeah okay yes i like doing this i got to do this and i'm going to give it my best like that is pretty much it i guess i guess what i've noticed is that in fzd or any of these uh, schools which are quite highly competitive and so called stressful the people who are generally succeeding over there are people who have quite a lot of interest in the work that they're trying to do and they genuinely enjoy it yeah. and they are willing to put in that kind of effort exactly because here's the deal right like especially right now i'm very comfortable with this idea where you know because these days you know you see like 17 18 year olds coming up and putting badass work man and you know then it makes you feel like shit this guy is so young he's like a decade younger than me but he's doing so well and then you start comparing yourself and when you were that age what were you doing and all that okay so i i used to do that a lot mm-hmm. but now not anymore because now what matters is like um at least for me what matters is like i'm appreciative of like anyone who's doing art and the only person that i compete with is myself like i'll just look at my works every 3 months i'll make like a chart of whatever i've made in 3 months if i've improved i'm like okay good job if i haven't then i'll be like okay you need to do something like like you need to work more you know is is that something so, is that something that you always had in mind when you're trying to compare yourself every 3 months or is that only after you started working for a couple of years and you developed that sort of professionalism oh definitely like once i started working obviously mm-hmm. wasn't there right from the beginning because you know at one point you need to stop comparing yourself with others cuz everyone's journeys are different you know everyone's timelines are different the way they brought up are different like and everything as an experience comes in when you're working as an artist so it's it's never going to be the same so i think it's just unfair if you're trying to compare anyone else with anyone else or yourself with someone else you know definitely so so talking so about i the... really think the sorry no yeah? go 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 ahead go ahead Oh no yeah so that's pretty much it like i just feel like the only person you should be comparing uh you is with you you know so yeah i think even until quite recently i used to fall into the same trap as well where i would compare myself with artists who are much younger doing really well and of course the really really good artists who are of course older but their work quality is mm-hmm. such of such a high quality bar where you can't help but feel like you're not anywhere close to that quality and i guess True. it's that journey as you start developing and finding your own style as an artist then you start getting more comfortable with your own journey almost 
Definitely. And also, you know, like the more you mature as a person because of the experiences you've had in your life, mm -hmm. like, I feel like that is also more important to me. Like, I want to grow, like, not just as an artist, but as a person in general, you know, like my mindset, like the, like the other things that I'm doing, like, I feel like art is important, but it should be like a part of your life. Like it shouldn't be like art is life. It should be like, yes, art is a part of my life and not my life. Like, yeah. I don't know how I sound when I'm saying this. Uh, like, like, trust me, I'm definitely as passionate about art, but there's like a lot more other things I'm passionate about. And I need time to do those other things too, because that makes me whole as a person, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. And I know you travel quite a bit, right? I'm sure that's a pretty big thing. <laughs> a lot. I, I I love it. Yeah. It's it's I need to travel every month. Like it's yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess the first question that I have regarding your let's say travel schedule itself is that while working full time at a studio, how have you been able to manage such a consistent travel routine as well? So here's the deal. Like whenever I join a studio, I make sure. Um, so most artists, including me, like, like, like when I first, like, I remember when it was my first job, I didn't pay attention to the contract much. I just knew what my salary was. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. But after that, like, after I left my first job and I went for the second one, I negotiated my holidays, negotiated my work schedule. Um, there's also something called a studio culture, which we talk about a lot. So, uh, so like in the five years that I've worked, I've worked in three different studios mm -hmm. and each studio has a very different work culture. Um, the happiest and the most amazing work, like work culture, in my opinion, was in Gameloft. Like I really enjoyed being there. Like I wouldn't have quit Gameloft if I, you know, wasn't working remotely when I was stuck in Poland. Like otherwise, I've like like if I was still in the studio, I would have, you know, like even if I knew I need to quit now because it's been a while, but I still wouldn't have because it's just so nice. Like the work culture there, the 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 studio culture, the people. It's so lively and fun. It's it's really nice. So I think like. Uh, even in terms of holidays, like this is uh, where it's more important. Like I remember when I was in Game Loft and my mom was visiting me once in Ho Chi Minh and like um, my art director, uh, like once uh, I was having dinner with my mom at a restaurant and then I ran into like the creative director and my art director there. Mm -hmm. And then I introduced them to my mom, blah, blah, blah. And then like, uh, they were just like, wait, if your mom is here, why are you still coming to the studio? You need to take it off. <laughs> so you know like this is the kind of work culture i'm telling like 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 it was an amazing studio honestly like That's all amazing. the people there i have like such good connections with them like he's like wait if your mom is here go like never ever um uh, in the last four years have i done a single overtime as such you know like never yeah. just because they they're really very, you know, like empathetic towards their employees. They they know their employees need their personal time. Uh, and I can take and use my leaves whenever I want. Oh. So obviously, like, um, I'm also responsible in that way where I will manage, you know, like, okay, if I'm going to go travel in this period, I'm going to finish whatever my work is here, like by blah, 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 date and whatever, you know. So I think if you're just like, 
self-responsible, like a little bit of responsibility and then whatever. And if you're doing your work on time, uh, having a good schedule, if you're, you know, delivering things on time for the company, getting the work done, I think it's fine. You can just take a leave whenever you want. That's, that's great. I mean, that's great yeah. to hear that kind of studio culture where they're really allowing the employees to have a good balance with their personal life as well as the professional. Dude, Gameloft did so much for their employees. I can't even begin to tell you. Like the company took us to resorts and trips and whatnot as well. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like they, they always had some sort of events. Like Ho Chi Minh in general has like a very, you know, like all the studios do something for their students like their employees and their own studio. So that's really nice. Like even with my recent studio, uh, Virtuos, mm -hmm. they, they, they were really good with their employees as well. Like, although uh, I'll be honest, uh, but I did prefer Gameloft a bit more, like work culture wise, but Virtuos was really good as well, you know? In terms of, you know, that negotiation that you were talking about where within your contract, you're kind of specifying all these things upfront. How do you learn those negotiation tactics? Because somebody starting off may not have the confidence to just demand certain things right away. Yeah, I feel... Um, uh, okay, so even when I was in Drua, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was this one special room in there and it was called like... So like when I joined in, there was like this one normal area where everyone worked and there was this one room where there were just five, six artists and no one is supposed to disturb them. No one is supposed to, it was treated like this, oh, this very special room. But I was like very curious when I arrived. I was like, shit, I want to go and I want to work in that room. I don't know like what's required, what's needed. <laughs> and I think after two months in, um, the AD at that time was Shrungar, mm -hmm. uh, Shrungar Dadarkar. And he was like, so they were working on this project with King. Okay. Uh, you know, like the, the Candy Crush guys, but they were making another game like Bubble Witch. Um, so I was never into stylized stuff first, but, uh, so they got me on that project and man, the skill level was something else. And that was when I actually realized that, Hey, I do love doing stylized stuff as well. Cause I would have never just like, you know, like started doing stylized stuff, like just like that by myself, I would have never given it a shot. So it's but, almost when that opportunity came up, then you essentially experimented. Yeah, like, like they, they got me on that project and I was like, I was like, do you think I can do that? He's like, trust me, I think you can do that. And then when I started, I was like, this is amazing. And it was so cool, the, this, this King thing, because uh, we were signed directly to King, like as employees, like we signed a contract with King directly. Mm -hmm. So that was great. Because then they knew the artists who they were working with. And so, so, so like that was brilliant. And then that was also when, you know, like they used to send us like a 3D base and then we used to like paint over and make the concept on 3D as well. Okay. Uh, and it was some really good work, to be honest. I was very happy doing that. <laughs> and that's where my confidence as an artist began to increase because I, I started loving that work so much. I remember for one one concept, we had three to four days. I used to finish it within a day and, and the quality was just as good. Like I was surprised at myself. And then I saved like, uh, I saved like 14 or 15 days. So 14 and 15 days, like saving 14 to 15 days for a company is very valuable. Yeah. And then they gave me like a huge raise in like my salary as well as a really good bonus, which was almost equal to my salary. So I was like, okay, I mean, that's good. So I was like, 
companies can actually pay their employees more obviously it's a business so they will try and negotiate you know like the most i think to do or like reasonableish amount but you can definitely negotiate more so that's when i realized that so when i got the job offer from gameloft i negotiated a lot like a lot and then they gave me that like um once you realize someone wants you mm-hmm. like never underestimate yourself because i used to doubt myself constantly you know and it's like you you have something to offer you know that's why the studio is interested in you like you should never undervalue yourself like cuz i used to do that a lot i think that's a pretty um, natural thing that happens quite often especially at the start of the career yeah. where you almost don't yeah, know exactly. what all you can provide to the studio or your clients just there yeah in terms of the journey with gameloft like were you planning on always joining that particular studio or is that something that just evolved over time and that opportunity presented itself it just it just happened honestly like what happened was like i felt like um indrua i just felt like um okay i guess this is where i need to change so i'm also a person who you know um i've always moved cities or my locations every 2 years okay but like i mean at least this is the pattern that i've noticed with myself so i need change because change is something like i i hate getting comfortable in one place and being there for too long just because i just like change and i love adapting okay but and like so like that is a part of my personality which i've gotten to know that okay i love change like i i need that you know so once i realized okay i think i need to move from here i was like let's see what's what's open you know so then i was like checking out linkedin and i had a message on linkedin because otherwise you know i wasn't really checking linkedin then you know <laughs> not at all and then i had like um a message from uh like the hr like the the the, the recruiter from gameloft ho chi minh and at that point there were two studios in uh, like saigon okay so gameloft uh, ho chi minh and so so i think the studios were called like sai1 and sai2 okay so later it turned out that both the studios had asked me and then i thought i i i was giving the interview or i was talking to just one studio but it was actually two different art directors and two different studios <laughs> so so when i learned that i was like okay i'm going to negotiate and you know like kind of get my salary up a little bit more <laughs> okay kind of because way which one gives you a better return for the skills that you're providing essentially yeah and and then i also realized you know like which uh, and then i also like did a bit, bit of research like which uh, studio is working more on which projects and then you know what kind of projects would maybe i want to work for mm-hmm. so yeah so i checked that and then yeah i was like okay yeah, let's go with you guys you know and awesome. like obviously uh right now if you ask me over time i've realized that i i do enjoy doing stylized stuff but i still you know like doing a bit of like semi realistic or realistic stuff more i think in your personal work as well i've noticed so, a pattern where it's quite a lot of realism in terms of the subject matter and the execution but the shapes are simplified to a certain degree where you're bringing in that stylized yeah well. yeah exactly i mean to be honest with you like uh, all my personal work on instagram or whatever it's it's really you know like like for me like i'm just maybe practicing something or maybe okay let's do some study or let's do color perspective shapes whatever mm-hmm. but like uh the work that i do 
professionally, it's so much more different, to be honest. Like um, one of the very recent projects that I work on. So it's going to come out next year. So I think once it comes out, I can share that work online mm-hmm. yeah. but i don't know because uh i feel like i've already started hate like i've already started hating some of the works that i did for that project <laughs> and i'm like oh my god so i don't know by by next year i'll hate everything <laughs> it's hard right in longer projects where you start at a certain skill level and by the time the project ends you're working at such a higher degree of skill that you almost i know forget. right and I'm like, shit, if I'm going to wait for one more year, but I need to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I'm just going to hate everything that I've made. What the fuck? Like, oh shit, I swear. I'm sorry. No, nah, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> do you spend like quite a bit of time doing personal work these days? Or is it more like when you want to take a break from your professional stuff and unwind? And only then you do the personal work? Dude, so like, that's what like at one point my work got so demanding like in virtuals that I was mentally exhausted and tired because I was because I was uh, the lead artist so I was like working uh, on my own stuff trying to meet the deadlines for my concepts with the client mm-hmm. as well as checking other people's work so so like we followed this pattern like I think um, yeah like almost this execution pipeline kind of where there's other artists, so they do the work, then it goes to me, I give feedbacks, and then after that round of feedbacks, so when I am happy with it, then we send it to the art director. Okay. So, and my AD, uh, he, um, Jan, so he came from like a, uh, like a cinematic background, so he had that, you know, thing where all the concepts should have that cinematic feel, you know, so, so, so that was really great because it helped me push my quality as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. So what was happening was, uh, so imagine you have the same eight hours. Everyone gets the same time. I need to still submit my work at that deadline, you know? Uh, But like, obviously, you know, like sometimes they were like, okay, yeah, if it's too much work, don't worry, take your time. Like, don't worry about it. But, you know, like as an artist, you still feel like, yeah, I, I definitely want to meet the deadline and I want to deliver my work on time. So what was happening with me was I was doing my own concepts. I was checking other people's concepts. I was giving feedbacks. And those feedbacks were like, you need to write them down point-wise, you know, point things out, or maybe sometimes send an overpaint. Uh, then once that gets fixed, so so it's it's a huge deal. And then this was for one project. And then I was at the same time giving feedbacks for three other projects. So I was working on one project and giving feedbacks plus giving feedbacks for three other projects. And I got mentally exhausted to it. Like I was like, oh shit. Like sometimes I had like headache at the end of the day. And I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, shit. (laughs) Like, yes, I definitely learned a lot uh, because it developed uh, like my eye and then how to give feedbacks, what needs to be improved, you know. And then I also learned a lot when my AD was giving feedbacks and then how he sees things. So so that really helps a lot. Even even in Gameloft, like I was a supervisor plus concept artist. So I was doing my work and giving others feedbacks and kind of. So I think um, I really like this part where like I'm lucky in a way because I got to learn about all these things Mm -hmm. so I know how to talk to clients I know how to you know do meetings I know on what basis or on what factors people are hired I know what clients want I know what quality needs to be there so 
uh, I think I'm really just grateful that I got these opportunities and I got to learn so much from these amazing people. But I was getting exhausted, man. <laughs> like my head was just like, dude, you need a break. Like you need a break. And then in Jan, I took like two weeks off, okay, straight up. And I went for this trip with a couple of friends. And I thought, because because usually when I take a trip, I get refreshed and I'm good to go again, all right? Mm -hmm. So that is also a reason why I travel a lot, because I just need it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I came back and in a week, I was exhausted again. Like, and I was like, okay, I think you really need to, you know, call it quits, take a good really good long break where you're investing time in your own work um yeah so i think for the next five six months at the very least or seven to eight months i'm saying uh, i'm just gonna you know kind of uh work on my skills i'm gonna go meditate i'm you know like me and my friend we're looking at like some yoga retreat to do in the himachal uh, region Oh, wow. And yeah, like I just want to, you know, like grow myself as a person, get that calm mind again, uh, get all the noise off. I find this and, really fascinating, you know, when um, at the beginning of your career, everyone has a lot of enthusiasm and passion and you really want to develop and become more senior or get more opportunities and more challenges yeah, to tackle. Yeah. And as you get to that point, you realize it's not as easy or as glittery as it sounds at the beginning. And yeah, essentially, your body is telling you after a point, hey, you just need to take a break and there's no other way around it. True. And and that's what like the, the thing with me is I'm a social person. So at least every two, three days I need to go out like that's a need. Like I've understood that about myself. Like mm -hmm. I need to go out and interact with people. I need to go out. I need to do other shit. Uh, I need to see my friends like every three, four days, whatever. I need to do something like I don't want it to be like, oh, Monday to Friday, I'm working. And then only Saturday, Sunday is my free day. I can't deal with that. I, okay. I just can't. I've learned that about myself. But then at the same time, I do love uh, working in a studio environment. Like, you know, it's that interaction with different teams, you know, like how does a technical artist think? Like I was even, you know, like giving some feedbacks to the VFX uh, artists. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, oh, hey, we can do this. We can have this. Like, so I, I love that sort of, uh, you know, like discussion that takes place between all the departments, then the connections that you make, the friends that you make in the same industry. I think this I've noticed, um, you know, uh, over the last year, since majority of people have been working from home, People who are quite social and like to interact have also suffered in a manner where they are missing that studio culture, essentially, and they're stuck in your own bubble at home. Man, last year was a ride because I was stuck in a completely like, like I was stuck in another country for like seven months, you know, so... Yeah. How was that experience like? Because I mean, you must have gone for like a short I trip I loved there. it. I loved it. It's crazy when I say that because, you know, like people make that face. They're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. You got stuck in Poland. Like, and I'm like, I actually loved it. Uh, obviously, initially I hated it because literally I landed there. And the next day it was locked down and I was jet lagged as fuck. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I get up and I'm like, shit, I need to go eat something. I get out. Everything is closed and everything. And I was in Gdansk. Okay. Okay. And everything was shot. And I'm like, what on earth is happening? And everything is written in Polish. And I'm just like, okay, something's wrong. Maybe this COVID thing is like something's happened. So I checked on Google and I was like, brilliant, it's lockdown. 
and well so i just yeah like went to the supermarket got my like all the you know uh, daily stuff that i needed came back to the apartment and i was like well now what like there is no flights back <laughs> like there were literally no flights back so had you and... gone there for like a work related thing or was it just a pure break okay so honestly um so at that point i was working with gameloft mm-hmm. and um like right now the thing that i'm doing now i wanted to do it then i i wanted to just take a break level up take some mentorship level up my skill so i wanted to do the focal point course you know oh okay okay uh yeah in in gadans so i signed up for that and i came there and it got cancelled because of covid <laughs> oh So imagine like the course gets cancelled there is no flight back and i'm sitting there like well i don't know a single person in this country and i'm here by, all by myself brilliant and now there's lockdown and uh, it was a little bit more serious there like luckily uh, the cases in poland weren't as much as other european countries so mm-hmm. it was still comparatively safer okay uh, plus i was in gdansk which is not like uh the capital you know like 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 maybe if i was in warsaw or something it would have been maybe more severe but because i was in gdansk it was still a little bit chill but for i think the first two months two to three months i think i was completely alone okay like imagine you have no friends you don't know anyone you're just there uh and then i was like you know might as well just uh so actually before doing the poland uh thing uh i was going to quit game loft uh but then they were like you know what like how about you just take a break you know and then you come back after your course finishes and i'm like okay cool yeah that's <laughs> because nice because they said that you know like they were also like ready to pay for my like part of my mentorship oh. so i was like oh that sounds great yeah <laughs> so i was like okay so so i took up on that offer but then what happened was my course get, uh, ended up getting cancelled uh there was uh, this corona covid lockdown whatever uh, so i was just there and i was like well maybe might as well just start working remotely so i was like hey guys so i don't need the money because my course has been cancelled and i will just like start working remotely again mm-hmm. so this is when i think after yeah after 3 months uh, in in may i think yeah in in may or something i quit game loft um uh, because yeah i i just realized that uh the only reason i was really like i felt like everything that i had to learn from that studio i did and i really needed something new to challenge me okay and and then i it was very difficult you know and and then just at that point like um Watchos in Ho Chi Minh had contacted me. Actually, they contacted me back in December 2019. But I was in GameLoft and I was happy working at GameLoft. You know, like I said. So I wasn't really sure about making that move then. But then I was like, hey, maybe now. And then when they spoke about their projects and this particular project that I got to work on, it was completely my thing, dude. Like it was exactly the kind of project I would. I love to work on and I would love to even in future like those kinds of projects like it's 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 my thing. So so I was like I don't want to you know lose this. So I talked to my AD in game loft Leandro he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Um uh so I I talked to him obviously he was you know like shocked but I was like like yeah we literally had like a couple of calls and I explained to him like I really need to do this you know I know it's tough but I've already been here for more than 2 years and 
I feel like I, you know, need to make the move. But like, maybe at one point, you know, like, because honestly, I did enjoy working at that studio, you know, so maybe at one point, if I feel like I could go back there again, you know. Yeah, this is something I wanted to kind of understand in terms of your thought process and mindset, because generally people almost get stuck in certain studios where you become comfortable with a certain work culture and a certain way of approaching design and work ethic, essentially. So how do you break that mold and take the risk, essentially, to move to another place? Uh I don't know. It's just something that I've always done. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I usually just ask myself a question if there's an, if, because uh, there was already the virtuous offer and I was talking to the AD and the producer there and they were telling me about the projects that I would be able to work on. So I was like, shit, if I go there, even if it's for whatever amount of time, I could learn a lot. And I did. So And I was like, I know it's risky, especially, you know, like quitting your stable job in midst of Corona, Mm -hmm. because so many of my friends and even my parents were like, are you sure about this? I'm like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, sometimes I just ask myself the question, am I happy right now? Is there any other way that I can improve? If, If the answer is yes, I'll just do it, you know, because I think here's the deal, like we're, I mean, this might sound stupid. But like, I'm just going to go for it. Okay. No, no, please. please. Um, so I'm really passionate about like, uh, the universe in general. Like okay. it's my favorite pastime to just, you know, like, um, read a lot about universe, uh, quantum physics and stuff like that. So I'm like constantly listening to these documentaries and stuff. So when you actually realize how vast everything is, dude, nothing matters your job doesn't matter. You don't matter. Nothing matters. Like, honestly. Hmm. So you living might as well live happy, do whatever the fuck you want and be, just be happy. That's it. Like do whatever pleases you. Cause at the end of the day, it's a job that the company has given you. It's a business transaction. It, they're giving you money because you're doing something for them. It's, it's literally a business transaction. You don't, you, you don't owe them an eternity of whatever you don't. Definitely. I, I like the way it's a contract. It's a business contraction. Yeah. I mean, you're going by the gut feel essentially and seeing what makes you. Happy yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a very instinctive person. Like even my, it might sound like, yeah, but I just really go with my gut feeling like even wh- while quitting virtuos. So I quit in uh, February and I decided that over a weekend, literally over a weekend. Wow. Yeah, it's so I was I mean, like, you know what, I'm going to go for this. Like I have two options. Like I just try to simplify things in my life. I'm like, look, two things. You have enough savings to sustain yourself, for blah, blah, blah. You have enough savings to do whatever you want to grow your skills and whatever. So, so right now you have two choices. There's anyway COVID going, much of travel isn't happening anyway. So either you stay in Vietnam for one or two years more in the same studio, in the same company, even though your favorite project is ending this month, but you can still stay here and do whatever comes along. Or you can go back home, see your family who you haven't seen for a really long time and improve your skills, you know, like go learn more. And learning has always been such a motivation for me. Like just learning something new. I'm always like, even if I get stuck or if I, you know, like see something in an artist's work, I'll just message them straight off. Like, 
Mm. I don't care who they are, you know. Like I have messaged so many artists just randomly like, hey, how do you do this? I like your color, whatever. Hey, how do you do that? So some respond, some don't, but it's fine, you know. You yeah. take what you get, like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like if you never message them at all, there's no way to get in touch anyway. So you might as well try. To yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So I mean, even right now, like I got like a couple freelance offers, mm-hmm. but right now, honestly, I just want to stay away from any sort of industry related anything. Like okay. that is just that I want for myself for a couple months. I just want that complete calm. So I'm like, you know, kind of just meditating. I want to go to this retreat that I have been thinking of. Uh, I just, I have been sketching on paper and it felt so nice just the way I did, you know, back when I was a kid, like, you know, like just like going in the garden, like just sketch whatever. So, yeah. So it's almost like a it's just been really nice. after a couple of years of working quite Exactly, intensely. yeah. And I'm just like giving myself this time off to reset as a person. Uh, and then I'll get back to it, you know, like, but I need these four or five months for myself. So, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, um, generally quite a lot of artists that I've spoken to have a lot of, let's say, calculated moves or calculated risks that they take. And you're almost on kind of the other side of the spectrum where you're, taking these instinctive decisions based on what your current feeling is like. And definitely it's working out quite well for you because within five years, you've already gone into like a senior leadership or art art lead position. So I was curious, like how do you, in your professional setting, how have you been able to rise through the ranks that quickly? What, what are you thinking at that point? How are you able to, let's say, show your studio the kind of experience that you're bringing? Okay, so here's the deal. You don't get in leadership roles just because of your work. It's your overall personality, how you communicate with other people. Do you think for the team or just for yourself? Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you take a risk for the team? Would you like, what will you give back to the company? So all these things, like all the things that make you a person as a whole, those things matter uh, more rather than just your work when it comes to leading a team. So obviously good work is there, good skill set is there, but you need a little bit more than that, you know? Uh, So especially like communication is such a big thing, you know, like after working in all these studios, I've realized that like so many things can go wrong because of miscommunication and so many things can go right because you communicated that thing right. Uh, Now I know how to talk to clients, how to present to clients, how to like present to like, different people I know how to do uh, like a sheet like a whole excel sheet uh, with each artist like how to organize things the deadlines the ETA Mm -hmm. like so there's a lot of things that I got to learn and this all started in game loft and it's just like literally like thanks to Leon because he trusted me uh, like Leandro Uh, so because I joined in game loft as a senior artist and I think in two three months yeah they promoted me to uh, the concept supervisor and concept artist so so I was still doing like all the artwork but I was also managing stuff wow that's amazing because so you know know, I mean uh, I've known your work since the time you essentially graduated from MZD and I've seen your Mm -hmm. work develop at a pretty rapid pace as well as the kind of responsibilities that you're taking up and that's something that's fascinated me always like how is 
it's it's always like what you said is quite true it's not just about the work but so many other facets of the personality that go into this and so i mean how, how would you like let's say approach advising other artists who want to develop those other side of their skill sets as well because so many of us are just stuck in just developing the craft and almost ignore these other aspects yeah. like communication and team building etc uh so with me i think uh when i was in college i think it was that time when i was in dsk i was getting onto like uh you know more like spiritual side of things just like being in peace with yourself meditating for at least 10 minutes every day mm-hmm. it really helps you you know to be calm like even if there's chaos around you you know how you should react you know how to and how not to react in certain ways and that is very important you need to know what decisions to make even if there's etc amount of chaos going on around you i think with a calm mind you can really think things through and once you start making those right decisions once you're communicating right uh i think it's it's easy you know like um yeah i feel like it's not as difficult as it sounds but it's not as easy as well because accepting your faults is where you begin at first right like you should realize so okay so this is my personality what are the weaknesses in my personality and what are the strengths so whatever the weaknesses are okay blah 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 i need to improve this so yeah like i i'm not like the most organized person but i definitely organize everything that's going on in my mind like okay so even if i'm going for a trip i'll make a list of like whatever 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 so i need to have some sort of a plan so even with work it's like that like i always have some sort of a plan about how I, how i want me and my team to execute things okay and then uh we will you know like carry it forward and then obviously you make some spontaneous decisions and things change because sometimes the circumstances are not the same but you just deal with it like yeah and and even if you make a mistake i obviously have made mistakes you know but you should own up to it and you always learn from your mistakes and then yeah you just don't repeat the same thing <laughs> i'm just um, i'm just happy like at that point i had my art director who was trusting in me so much that he gave me some huge chunks of work which i was like are you sure you want me to do that and he was <laughs> like yeah just go for it like do it and i'm like okay so he's had me interview other people which i had never done before so imagine like me applying for a job interview versus me taking other people's job interviews so now i know like what kind of questions get asked and what answers the company expects you know so all these things like you just yeah like you just go and you just like and i know that i have like a very different kind of mentality when it comes to workplace as well because you know people are like oh you should keep your work life and your personal life separate and whatever mm-hmm. as much as i agree with that i would also disagree to a certain extent uh i feel like um the people who i've worked with uh they've like they weren't just my colleagues you know they're my friends like i treat them as my friends as well because look you're going to spend 9 hours every single day So you, you can't like be impersonal yeah. you're you're not a robot dude like yeah. you can't like you you need to create that space where you're having fun with those people where if you're taking a break you're chatting about things and you know then you have a good time and then you come back to work and then because that that affects like at least for me at least 
for the kind of person that I am, my personal life does affect my professional life as well. Mm-hmm. Even if I try to separate, but you need to be realistic uh, because at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all have emotions, you know, and it's always good to have, you know, friends. It's just that, yes, you need to draw a border where, okay, whatever stuff, but it shouldn't affect work or whatever, you know, but like, I feel like if you develop a good relationship with your peers or the people you're working with, the as a team, you'll perform even better. Like we've gone to, you know, like lunches, dinners, just like hanging out, like with my friend, just taking breaks. Like all the, like most of the people in Gameloft were like my friends, you know, we were just hanging out. Like, and at one point we were all staying in the same apartment building. We were 24 seven, like together. And we were still not tired of each other <laughs> just cause like we were having fun together, you know, cause we were all creating stuff together. That's and then amazing. we take a break together, then we eat together. Then we get back like to our apartment building. It's still fun. And then on the weekends we are playing board games and whatever together. Like, so at some point, I think that, you know, because I, I don't know, like to me, it just seems logical. If you're spending nine hours in one place, you're not a robot dude. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm just gonna sit there for nine hours, do my work and I'm gonna go home. I'm sorry, that's not me. Like, you know, I, I need to interact with other people. Like that's just me. I think that's definitely um, quite a person to person thing because I've heard people say yeah, the exact yeah. opposite thing as well as what you just mentioned. I know, so I know. It's, it's, it's so subjective, right? But you're absolutely right in terms of having that group dynamic being strong within the team because then you can actually rely upon and trust what the other people in your team are doing as well. So that's quite important. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, you shouldn't get too personal. You should have that border, like I said. Mm -hmm. But there's no harm in your colleagues being your friends, you know? Like, in fact, at least from my experience, it has always worked in my favor. Even back in Drua, you know, like we used to hang out together. um, We used to do things at weekends together. We used to take breaks together, play foosball, whatever. So, yeah, I had a good time. In terms of when you were taking interviews for prospective artists to come in, like what were some of the, let's say, typical good and bad things that you noticed in terms of what the candidates were mentioning and what kind of personalities tended to get hired more often? Okay. um, So every studio, because it's a studio environment, Mm -hmm. communication is definitely a very big plus. If you can communicate better, it's amazing. And, you know, uh, I was also asking like some experiences that they might have, uh, you know, like, or any mistakes that they might have done in their previous studio and how they fixed it. Mm -hmm. Because then that tells you how a certain person, um, because come on, let's face it, everyone makes a mistake, but how you deal with that and how you fix it is when you know if the person has the capability of, uh, you know, finding solutions. So in general, because because it's a group thing, because so many people are working together, obviously there are gonna be arguments, there's gonna be some other stuff. So that, and obviously I've seen some people um, coming fashionably late. <laughs> Uh, to interviews okay. which I is see. a very big no so for whatever reason you know like so it's just like well you should at least let the other person know <laughs> yeah i mean that's a big uh, one. so obviously big like one. that was yeah and like i mean although it's very obvious but i was surprised to see like it's that happening to be honest because an interview is a big deal you know so mm-hmm. but yeah 
So that and obviously your work matters. And also what matters is sometimes someone's work can be really nice, but they still might not get hired because at that point, maybe the studio doesn't need that that particular sort of work. Hmm. You know, so it's not it's not that if that artist isn't hired, so he's a bad artist or his skill set is bad or it's not enough. No, that's not the point. It's just like it's a business. The company has its business. They need to hire people uh, in terms of not just the artist and his style, but if his work is going to suit their stuff, you know. And I guess you being so, in that leadership position, you've understood that as well, that whenever something is being executed, there's a very specific reason for it. And it's not just for the sake exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, because I knew what sort of projects we were working on currently mm-hmm. and what sort of skills we needed. So honestly, yeah, like there were a lot of, um, you know, people come in whose work was amazing. And, but my AD was also like, no, we can't hire that because we don't need that right now. You know, we can't waste so much of money on hiring someone who's good, but we don't need that work. Yeah. that makes sense. So sometimes it's not like that. Oh, that artist, like, you know, because I'm pretty sure like when you don't get through after an interview, everyone feels really dejected or your self-esteem goes down. But now that I know this, I'm like, shit, this is not at all how these things should be taken because it. Because maybe it's not just your work, it's also these other factors that come into play. Maybe the studio just doesn't need your type of work right now. And these are hard things so, to predict, right? Because you don't know what's happening on exactly. the other side. Exactly. Yeah. There was and one sometimes, question. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I just yeah? wanted to know. I mean, when you studied at FZD, it was almost, I think, five or six years ago at this point, if I'm not wrong. Um, and yeah. like we were mentioning earlier, like there was not that much tutorials or online courses available back then or that frequently do you think that it's even worth going to some of these schools at this point okay um if i was the same age i was back then i would just do an online course or like something but at the same time i feel like the school environment Mm -hmm. So I really feel like it was a good investment at the end of the day, because I feel like more than the material itself, I paid for the environment, which was amazing. Like, because I'm in an environment where like 20 other people are putting in the same hours of work, or maybe even more sometimes, you know, and everyone has the same level of excitement and passion and everyone wants to make something of their own. You know, everyone is like, you know, like, just giving their all and it's so motivating to see that like yeah yeah. like i remember like everyone just sitting together starbucks all nighter and we just like go straight up fzd no shower no nothing (laughs) we just sit in the starbucks all night okay let's go with the race class (laughs) holy shit oh my god yeah i feel like i'm still gonna i miss it dude like (laughs) i think um especially at that time where everyone has such intense passion and interest towards what they're doing you just can't think about yeah. anything else but the artwork then i mean i was so inspired when i was like when i first got there i was like shit everyone is like i i had never like before that i had never seen like that intensity and that like almost craziness at one point i would say you know people mixing up like I had this guy who was mixing up like caffeine with like noodles and eating them. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? 
that was his breakfast like i was like oh my god i've i've seen people do all sort of crazy shit mixing red bull with caffeine like oh my god insane yeah anything for that final energy boost you know <laughs> yeah so um just a bit more on the education side of things um what why mm-hmm. do you think specific to india in terms of concept art as a field why do you think that kind of level of teachers or that kind of execution in terms of skills had not been brought in yet even though there is so much information available okay so honestly there is a lot of indian artists which are amazing okay like i have been lucky to work with some mm-hmm. uh i have aditya chari who was like who is my mentor like i just talked to him like uh, day before yesterday i think yeah so he has like been a really nice mentor so like we don't talk that often but like once in a while you know after a couple months or maybe last time i talked to him before day before was a year ago i think okay but he's 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 always there to give me a really good advice on things so i feel like you know like there are some artists like mukesh singh aditya chari um even you know like these artists who have a fine not background mm-hmm. but now you know like they are making full fledged concepts for indian movies or you know and then they're re- really raising the bar okay and as for your question as to like why it hasn't been you know like that level of execution i just feel like um so here's the notice that i like like the the difference that i noticed right like uh, in india when we say art first of all art as a field is not taken seriously we need to fight for it right you know um uh, even compared to like vietnam for example like they in their school like i was actually offered a position at an international school to be a digital art teacher and i was like i was shocked at one point because i was like wow they're teaching these high school students digital art like that's great but here in our country that still ha- like that is not happening i'm i'm pretty sure no normal school is teaching their students digital art like i'm pretty sure that's not happening I think one thing I'm happy about you is know? that as so, more artists are getting I mean reaching a higher level of skills there are a lot of people doing mentorships like I know Satish is doing that of course. that is kind of spreading oh, yeah, that of knowledge course. quite a bit so I think that's a good step in the right direction I feel like Yeah yeah I mean it's it's definitely going to take time you know and it's just like slowly this thing is uh, like becoming popular and even with me you know like there's like more and more people you know like getting in touch with you as well like i'm i'm pretty sure you also get those messages mm-hmm. you know just like how to approach this how to approach that and i'm so happy to see that there's so many females like when i open my instagram sometimes there's like so many messages from all these girls and they're like oh we want to do the same thing that you're doing you know but like how do you feel like it is in the gaming industry for girls because it's like you know and and i'm like no it's good just like do it you know like just just keep on pushing yourself just keep That's doing awesome. what you're doing That's awesome. you know and so it's great to know that like there's so many young people who are aspiring to do the same so yeah i would really you know want to be at one point where i can just inspire a lot of other people like yeah i think the very fact that so, people are reaching out to you and asking for your advice you're already doing that for a lot of people so that's a great thing Oh thank you. I mean, uh-huh. You're you're just being too kind no, but no, yeah. No. no, I mean especially I think what you mentioned regarding you know female artists or younger students reaching out to you that's a pretty valid thing because quite clearly there are some imbalances in terms of 
male versus female artists in the industry mm-hmm. but it's a good thing i i have noticed that a bit yeah i would say so like yeah like i've still been you know like lucky enough to be surrounded by people who you know like push me to do good things and trust me with my decisions mm-hmm. but i would still say like when i first started off i literally felt like i'm saying the same thing as the other guys saying but when i say it it's not as effective when he says it it's like oh yeah we can do that mm-hmm. so i was like what the hell I like okay <laughs> so yeah initially that was happening but then you know like i also became like uh, more and more mature mm-hmm. and i also changed the way i was approaching things i also changed you know like you need to i think have different tactics and then also you know plus the more experiences you get the more you change as a person the more you improve as a person and yeah i think things just work out eventually it's fine and at one point when you're taking the right decisions in favor of like the company which is good for the studio or whatever you're like they'll trust you you know and especially your team like i've always made sure that my artists are happy mm-hmm. and you know like because a couple times even in game loft couple times we had conflicts with the 3d team because we had shit tons of work but like they were just demanding like the th- the the 3d team was demanding you know like some more and more stuff from my artist and i was like well we aren't going to be able to do that you know because we have this 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 to do so sometimes you just need to stick like be there for your team and when you need them they'll back you up you know it's just as simple as that i think that's very true i want to do uh, so, learn more about your journey as a art lead as well in terms of first mm-hmm. of all how many people were you leading how many people were there in the team uh in game loft it wasn't big it was like four or five artists okay. and then um and then i think uh there were certain projects where we had to borrow like people from other teams okay uh there was this uh project with like uh kinder joy and oxford as well uh so that was a huge one they released that i think so yeah so we were all doing that together so yeah like that was when i was um kind of uh giving feedbacks to more and more people it was a huge team that i was managing uh so yeah it just actually depended on the project because like some project needed more people okay. some less you know because you don't need so many concept artists you know what i mean yeah. like it really depends on the project and uh then you need to obviously like whenever a 3d model is done you need to kind of like check with your concept or if you know something needs to be added sometimes uh like in virtuos i was you know like uh like we're checking the game in the game engine and then i'm like oh this texture doesn't seem right and then my ad will also be like okay uh, priyanka like i'll just screenshot this send it to you can you do a paint over of how this texture should look like and i'm like cool i can do that and i'll do a paint over i'll send it to the technical artist as well we'll we'll discuss about things about how it can be done and then uh, yeah and then the 3d artists eventually so it's just like a lot of to and fro as well yeah because the feel of the concept should like like it should definitely be seen in the game you know because even so because there's no point if your concept looks good but it doesn't look good in the game yeah because it happens a lot of times you know because we do a lot of things like you know like some sort of brush work or something which will fill in the empty areas there so it looks busy in the painting but in reality when it's in the game it's an empty area 
like you can't do much there so then you need to you know like do some design tweaks or whatever and did, so, did you have because, any prior experience leading teams before this or was this a complete first time you were actually in a leadership position uh in gameloft it was the first time and then virtuos it was my second mm-hmm. uh, how was so, your experience yeah. like you know because in a team there are different kind of personalities where some might be more outgoing some are quieter each person has their own way of oh working. yeah definitely definitely like um you you remember john right kakoy so he's 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 in game loft right now mm-hmm. and he's fairly shy you know like he's not as socially outgoing but he's such an amazing guy to work with honestly um so yeah like obviously there's you know like different personalities uh and i just try to make like a personal bond with each one of them i try and find the connection with each person in my team like mm-hmm. something it doesn't have to be something big but yeah just something you know just like talk to them like hey how was your weekend whatever just just have a little chat you know and you'll obviously find over the time like one thing that you can talk about or connect with and that really adds to it because then it lets them know that like okay my 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 lead cares about me like honestly i was so happy like after i left game loft i received messages from like my artists saying that like they were so thankful and feel grateful that every time like i spoke for them when they needed me and i was like it was so nice to hear that you know like mm, it was amazing great. that's really nice yeah yeah so even like my current artists like when i was leaving and then they took me out for lunch and then they were like 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 it's difficult but i know it's good for you you know because like artists understand these kinds of things you know like where you're like okay i'm going to quit now i can't you know like it's just a lot of mental like it's just a lot of mental pressure i want to do my own thing mm-hmm. so yeah so i'm i'm still in like touch with all like most of the artists you know and it's it's great like yeah it was great working with all of them yeah leadership itself is like such a journey in itself i mean we spend so much time getting better at art yeah that art of leadership itself is something that's quite hard to master in its own self just like you know having really nice relationships with people yeah i i made it a point to you know like go for like a, a good lunch with my artist at least once a week you know so i made sure i did that so it was it was really helpful to see how they were thinking if they were happy with the current environment what's happening you know like what what changes do they need mm-hmm. and then sometimes like if it's a massive changes then i would convey it to my ed i would be like hey i think you know like we could do this or maybe the artist would be more happy then sometimes i was organizing like i was the one organizing some small events within the team you know because it just it's just fun you know like Kind of gift bre- each other or something yeah, or whatever breaking that routine like, itself allows people to yeah. refresh yeah because come on i mean we're artists do artists like we can't handle extensive routine for a long time we just can't so game loft actually was really chill that way in game loft i took a break whenever i want you know people are like uh, playing uh, like foosball people are like playing games because you know like there were like consoles and switches and like what not so yeah like you can just like take a break do whatever game loft has a really cool studio like really good work culture i can't stop saying that because honestly it's the best studio i worked <laughs> i think a lot of uh, concept so, art people are going to be applying to game loft vietnam pretty soon 
like even the last time that i spoke with sorry i'm just having a drink no no that's fine um yeah okay uh yeah i think the last time i talked with was one of the art schools in sri lanka mm mm-hmm. they had invited me for a talk and i was in poland that time and even there i was like if you guys feel like you know applying to game loft hochi me and you should it's an amazing place to work <laughs> like i'm just doing like free advertisement for them that's amazing <laughs> they're uh, amazing people man they're amazing people like i've i've been really happy working there so yeah so what was this talk about was it a concept art school in sri lanka or was it a yeah i think it was just uh, yeah like they were doing concept art and some like some normal art stuff as well mm-hmm. and uh, yeah they just like invited me for a chat and these were like beginners right so they were interested about concept art or like like uh, making visual development stuff for animation maybe or like just just because they were super beginners you know they just like really were finding ways to get in there mm-hmm. So that's nice. It's great to see that you know very, in very the last couple of years concept art has spread to a far, like more countries it's not just localized to just a couple of industry hubs. Yeah. And of yeah. course due to working from home it's become even more evident that you can essentially start working from anywhere. Yeah because you know I'll I'll tell you what like I think um back in 2014 2015 uh concept art was mainly like oh it's either america or canada or somewhere in europe like a couple of countries in europe but now southeast asia is such a huge hub dude like mm-hmm. it's it's insane in fact most of these studios are shutting down like a couple of the studios in europe and they're opening up in like ho chi minh in uh in other places in vietnam like ubisoft recently opened in da nang and they have an amazing studio in da nang da nang is a beautiful city it's like a beachside thing so they have like a beachfront studio or whatever they i guess and it's an amazing looking studio oh that's so amazing. yeah so they have one in danang and then even there's a lot of studios in like malaysia in thailand there's so many gaming studios opening up like at a rapid speed in southeast asia and also- southeast asia just has become like like a melting pot like of various cultures you meet so many different people it's yeah. it's just amazing and i guess in the long run it will also allow for more original ips to be coming out of this region of the world as well and for the development oh industry. definitely definitely no like uh, the the last project that we worked on uh, we were actually co-developing we weren't offering our services we were co-developing that project so nice. that was great yeah that that's when you really get tested and challenged in terms of uh, yeah. creativity and the ability to execute at a high level so i wanted to talk about so, your yeah. um personal art style as well because we've spoken quite a bit in terms of your professional journey and your leadership right. roles as a artist at a very core essence how have you developed your own style over the years Honestly speaking I don't even know if I have my own art style yet maybe there's something but I'm not sure like I'm still trying to develop it you know I'm still trying to to like learn a lot that's exactly why I took this period off I just need to learn more uh but I feel like it's it's become like a combination of things of me doing stylized projects plus mm-hmm. realistic projects so that's also what I see like it's a combination like it's it's somewhere there and um i also try and adapt a little bit to each project that i'm working toward okay or for um like um like my recent one was like a very realistic thing but it had some specific style uh 
uh, stuff that was needed. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't like speak more about it because anyway, no, 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 but maybe absolutely. once it releases, like maybe once it releases next year, we can have a chat about it. Yes. So maybe then I can even explain you the workflow in detail. But right now, yeah, I don't think I can talk about it. But it was just like, uh, it really challenged me because I, so uh, also during the lockdown last year when I was stuck, I learned uh, that like I had always avoided using 3D, okay? I am scared. Like I was literally, I, I had this mental block towards 3D almost. Like I know that I needed to learn it and I know I needed to do it, mm -hmm. but it just wasn't happening. Like, I don't know. I just felt like, no, it's just too difficult. I won't be able to do it. Like I just had this negative uh, block towards it. And during the lockdown, I overcame it because I was like, okay, I have quit Game Loft and I still have one month in my hand to learn Blender right now uh, because I started the new job in Virtuos remotely. So okay. I was still in Poland when I started that job. So I started that in June. So I had like a whole month in between. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to sit my ass. I'm going to just like do it. You know, I'm just going to do Blender. So that's also, I think, when I was, you know, bugging you a lot. I'm like, dude, yeah. there's this white fog. Why does my screen look all white? <laughs> but yeah. It's amazing uh, the number of so people yeah, who picked like, up Blender in the last one year. I mean, it's the way that software is developing. Rapidly. Yeah. It's massive now. Like literally every other person's using it. And I'm so glad I learned it in that one month. Because mm -hmm. like um, my, for my current project, I used it a lot. Like that was a huge part, like, yeah. Like Blender has helped me so much, honestly. Just a couple of years back, it was hard to even imagine certain softwares like Max or Maya being replaced in these pipelines. But now Blender has become such an mm -hmm. essential part of it. I, I think it just goes to show that no software is safe forever in terms of being the Oh yeah, definitely. Standard. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing, like me working so much with Blender these days, it's really been like, now I'm not afraid of 3D softwares now, if if, if I can say that, mm -hmm. like, now if there's a new software, I'll just like take it up, I'll be like, okay, cool, I'll just sit in like whatever days, I'll figure it out. Like, I think you just need to develop that mindset that, hey, things are going to change and you need to deal with it. Like, yeah. So back when so you guess, were in FZD, was there no 3D program that was taught to you at that point? I mean, we, we did SketchUp and really some basic ZBrush, but we never did much of ZBrush. It was like one character or something that we did, but 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 not much really. Okay. Uh, but we did use SketchUp. And that's the thing, like, even SketchUp I found so, like, it's easy, but I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. There was there was something blocking it. I even tried like learning Maya mm -hmm. uh, before Blender came, whatever. But I was just like, dude, this shit is crazy, not for me. <laughs> and then Blender came in, and then I don't know. I think I just felt comfortable with it, like just the way. I mean, I'm pretty sure maybe it's not as different from other softwares, but something was easy about it. It just seemed like, hey, this is nice. Like, I don't know. I think it's so, become quite yeah, I went for intuitive, it. like in terms of how quickly you can see and visualize certain results. It allows you to be I able to plan. I feel so. Yeah, I, I feel so. 
definitely and if like even like yeah like even when i'm working and i'm like oh i need this texture here and then there's so much stuff available about blender on youtube and i'm just like oh how to make this this shader blah blah okay i'll like and and it's there you know so it's mm. very easy to just because there's so much material and especially these days there's just so much material about everything you know like yeah so now basically you, right now if you want to grow as an artist you have no excuse because there's everything is available you know pretty much pretty much <laughs> um now that you've taken this break for the next couple of months do you have any clear mm -hmm. plan in terms of your art projects or is it more of an exploration phase at this point oh yes actually covid's been screwing over my plan since last year <laughs> but i'm still enjoying it it's fine so i was supposed to do the focal point thing last year and then like still work on like work a little bit more on my portfolio but that didn't happen because i ended up working mm -hmm. for what shows and then what happened was um focal point uh, so they have kept a seat for me for this summer so initially i was supposed to go there in may to okay. poland again but it's not going to happen yet again because of covid like you can't apply for visas apparently like it's it's very tedious and it's just crazy there's no direct flights oh okay so so I again told them I was like, okay, so it's not going to be possible this year. <laughs> are, they, are they planning but to just, do any online courses like the focal point? Guys? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Like they are very um, strict about it because they wanted to be in a physical class. And honestly, I would love that. Like right now, I would really want to go to a physical class and experience that kind of atmosphere again. You mm -hmm. know, it's very different. Yeah. Like, like you've been to FZD, you know, like, so you know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I want to experience that again. Absolutely. And of course, I mean, it's like Derek and Mikkel's It's like Stockholm so syndrome, dude. I want to <laughs> do that. I, I want to go through all that shit again. I want sleepless nights. I want that. <laughs> it's crazy. It has a different kind of addiction to it, right? Working crazy. Yeah. Like no, it's just funny. Like, uh, in FZD, like, um, in game loft you know like people used to ask me about the experiences and me and kakoi we used to like talk and tell them about it and they're like isn't that toxic like <laughs> isn't that you know like and we're like not at all it was helpful like trust us like i know it sounds difficult but it's awesome like you need that <laughs> it's crazy yeah it sounds funny when we describe it to other people it's they almost don't believe it at a certain level you know it's something that you need yeah. to experience Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say it's all good also because there is some some level of fear mongering almost when you get into the school or any of these high pressure schools where the senior batches almost establish this kind of work culture. So people don't even get to experience a different side if they wanted to. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Dude, and the thing with me was like, you won't believe. So like, uh, I have this, so I don't know, maybe it sounds like weird, but like, my dad, he's a huge inspiration for me because he's like a self-made man, dude. Like he he comes from this small village. They they lived in a village and he's a completely self-made man. Mm -hmm. And he's like everything that he's done in his life is so inspiring for me. And so like for, for me, that was always a thing where I want to be self-made as well. So, and then I was like, look, like dad didn't, you know, like at first believe in me, you know, like being an artist or whatever, but now that he has given me chance, I want to, you know, like almost like prove that this is possible and I can do it on my own. And and he'd already, you know, like kind of paid for the education, whatever. And uh, I was just like, if 
and Singapore is an expensive place. Okay, like yeah. you know that. Yeah. So, so I was like uh, every weekend I used to go and I used to volunteer at this Indian South Indian place called Annalakshmi. So it was run by this beautiful like South Indian family. They were so generous, and I was like, look, so I won't be able to you know like dedicate so many hours, but. if i volunteer for this days you know and then they used to give me like free lunch or whatever cuz cuz i was just like i didn't want to ask my parents for more money mm, that's amazing no i know analakshmi so, like I, i've been there a couple of times it was quite close to where i dude it's such a beautiful place and it's, they're, yeah. they're they're very lovely people so i'm very thankful to them like so i did that and then there was this small bar in karki kway it was run by this half malaysian man and half singaporean and so yeah so like uh, whenever i had like some time which is obviously you don't have a lot of time like when you're in fzd but i just needed to kind of sustain myself without asking more money from my parents i used to you know kind of like waitress there for a bit <laughs> i've never like the, the only person who knows about this is um, is is my mom i think but because i always felt like weird talking about this because i didn't know how other people would take it or whatever but i just like didn't feel like asking you know my dad mm-hmm. for more money and i think yeah after after fziri yeah, i just like never like whatever i did it was by myself and like yeah i never asked my parents for money you know it's just like i just felt weird you know cuz yeah i'm actually quite shocked that same. you were able to carve out some time in that hectic schedule to be able to do dude i'm telling you i did not like i was a fucking zombie like like i'm i'm telling you like it's, <laughs> it was intense it was crazy Yeah, I guess sometimes yeah, you got to go through that kind of. But it was just you know like two hours or whatever, two hours or whatever. But then maybe on weekends I used to do like maybe just for three hours. I I never did a complete half day or like whatever. I used to just go for a couple of hours, and I'm just so glad that they allowed me because in Singapore it's strict, right? Like you. Yeah. You can't just employ someone. So obviously I wasn't like employed or whatever. It was just like these people were kind enough to do that for me. So just like a volunteering like, or something like that. Yeah. ಸಿಂಗಾಪುರ್ಲಿ I don't know. Like I said I like going out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, the question then is like how, how have you been able to manage your time I guess because you're clearly able to manage different things at the same time. So how are you approaching scheduling your day I guess? See so I hate it. I really hate it when I just wake up, go to the studio, come back home, eat food, sleep. That is not me. Mm-hmm. I need to go out. Like I need to go out. I need to do something. like so i don't know now it's just now it just comes to me i don't really prepare a schedule as such okay. uh but yeah like i just have like things written uh in my notepad where i'm like okay tomorrow i'm i'm having lunch with this friend okay uh, this day we're going for this night uh, this day we're going for this event and i just show up like when it's written i'm doing it okay like that's it like no. because it is so important to keep your mental health like just nice because it can get really toxic and really sad if you get in that loophole of just like waking up working sleeping mm-hmm. eating like no you need something else 
Yeah, it's all, and definitely it's a hard one to break out of because you are technically being productive the whole day while you're working somewhere. And but then even then that routine repeats itself too often. It can get mundane and monotonous. Yeah, definitely. So I guess um, one last question I wanted to ask you before we close the conversation is like looking ahead over the next 50, 10 to 15 years, are you somebody mm-hmm. who plans that far ahead? Or if you don't, how do you take it from here then? So I have a couple plans. So yes, I'm an artist, but I also, you know, want to just like kind of, how do you say, just retire, I oh, guess, okay. at one point. So I'm so old. But uh, yeah, like I just want to like chill at one point mm-hmm. i still do art but maybe i'll go somewhere in the mountains i'll go to himachal and i'll be painting some shit you know like okay. i would rather do that than like do some industrial professional work whatever because art is art dude you can do it whenever whatever you want so yeah like recently like even though currently i quit my job but i'm you know like uh, i've been investing uh, for a couple of years now like i got like all of my savings like most of my savings i divide them mm-hmm. So one of my accounts is like a DMAT account where I do stock trading and stuff. So I do every other day trading as well. Plus I invest in some long-term investments Mm -hmm. because I want that for myself. I I do want like a comfortable thing where I can go travel whenever I want. I can do whatever I want. Um, So I'm very like, yeah, that sort of thing. And then I'm also thinking of, you know, like how I can have maybe multiple sources of income, whatever. And then I have this plan, which maybe sounds stupid, but I want to open a bar one day. Hey, why not? <laughs> but, um, yeah. like, especially for artists and like, you know, like some cool place with a good view where, you know, like artists can come, chill, like there, there's maybe live music and uh, some artists just, you know, like come there, get a drink and maybe, you know, like they're painting uh, like a landscape, whatever view they see, there's some live models in there, people are drinking, eating and drawing. Like, I just want to have that kind of a place. So yeah, like I want to have enough money to do that. That sounds really (laughs) good. That sounds quite fun. Trying to build that, you know, like to make that come true. Just, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, like that's pretty much it. And very like, uh, career focused wise I think I have some I think there's two things like I'm still thinking about it like if I go freelance mm-hmm. uh, I would still you know like definitely love to have some really nice projects whatever uh, but for that I think I really need more experience so that you know you get more better projects okay like recently I had some really good offers to be honest but I'm just skeptical about still going complete freelance okay just because I know how much I love going to a studio. But if I do go to a studio, this is definitely a long-term thing. I would love to become an art, art director, like, for a huge franchise, almost. Like, not just one game or whatever, but, like, for the entire franchise of that game. Like, multiple so, productions running parallelly or something like that. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. So, let's see how things work out. I'm not sure because I'm still figuring out my plans and what I really want to do and everything. So, yeah. Whatever works out, works out. I mean, this is like a quite an interesting conversation because you've had quite a variety of experiences already. So, so many interesting things to think about, definitely. But yeah, I appreciate Mm -hmm. the insights and it was really great talking to you. Same, dude. Oh, by the way, uh, you're you're in Bangalore right now, yeah? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Maybe if I visit, I'll yeah, like give you a shout. Oh, absolutely. It'll be good to catch up. Yeah. It's sure. funny. I mean, like again, we known each other's work for a while but never actually met so it'll be great to actually yeah <laughs> actually it would be nice to i don't know maybe have like a good concept arts like like uh, all the concept artists in india maybe you know we can like do and organize something actually together mm, that's so everyone fun. meets everyone you know that could be really cool that'll be great maybe after covid's passed <laughs> yeah we'll plan something definitely that sounds fun yeah I, in fact, uh, just to just on this idea, I was actually I wanted to do like a art gallery essentially where all the artists in India could you know contribute a couple of pieces and we could have them printed out on a really large scale and have. Oh, that's a beautiful comment. idea! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. why not? We'll yeah, definitely plan that sounds like great. That. Definitely. Awesome. Just waiting for like COVID to kind of I don't know whatever happens to yeah. it, but. <laughs> Just go away for once. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right then. Pia. It was it was yeah, it was nice chatting with you, Sid. Like thanks for having me again. My pleasure, absolutely. All right then. Okay. Take care and, uh, talk soon. Bye bye. Yeah, you too.